Nine Perfect Strangers, episode five. There's there's a lot. Well, you said there wasn't a lot going on, and I thought there was, but maybe it was more accurate to say that there's a lot of seeds being planted. Not a lot of explanations, but right. a lot of seeds being planted that will carry us through, I guess, the second half of this the series. Yes. The height of hallucinations going on now. Oh, yeah. The drugs are really kicking in. <laughs> I mean, right, whatever's the in the smoothies is really kicking in. Yes. And they know they're on drug. They know they're being drugged. And like you just said, they're really, they're really kicking in. We start with Zoe imagining her brother. As she wakes up, it's her 21st birthday and she, her brother is there in the room with her. She's like, no, I know you're not real. She's really trying to deny it. And she knows it's not real. But he's like, what the hell? Just embrace it. And so they hug. And that was really kind of sweet. I like that. And I like that he said, because you, you you know, why do you keep telling people we weren't close? And oh, right. she has said that so repeatedly. And mm-hmm. even when she said it, I always thought, mm, you know, that sounds like a little bit of a defense like mechanism. A yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds like a lot. Yes. But for to hear him say, you know, why do you keep doing that? You know, like... Mm. That's not true. And then when she says, I'm so lonely, you know, I always had you because they were twins. And I've always, I'm, I'm glad now we're seeing more of Zoe. I mean, this one, we'll, we'll, this whole episode features more of her and her story. Mm-hmm. And she was always one I thought was, I was interested to see more of her. Um, and that one is a very touching scene. Yes. And I, I did, that really did touch me as well. I feel like my brother and I are very close in age and we might drive each other crazy but it, we're not twins but we're very close in age and I have always understood that idea of like that you're never lonely because you have each other right and so and I also see it with my kids they're very close in age as well so that was a very kind of powerful moment he also says you know that you're the only legacy I have so yeah. you know don't be shitting on us yeah <laughs> so, exactly I yeah that was and then Masha oh, visits. Oh. Yeah, at, I don't know. They really it drove me drove me crazy. They called her D this whole episode, yes. and I never once heard anyone call her D. And then it was very specifically every scene. It was D D D for Delilah. So yeah. Masha visits Delilah and Yao in bed. That was very creepy. I mean, but seriously, it was so creepy. It was so creepy, and. And we had seen, I mean, it started off with this, the, the episode with this flashback that Masha's having. And, and you see that she's trying to resuscitate a man, presumably the man that had died there that they had referenced before. And yeah. you see Delilah's face. And so I guess she's she goes in there, it seems, to ask for forgiveness. But to your point about the visions, it seems that she goes into her visions to look at different things and like she can control what she sees in the visions. And she said to Delilah, I've been looking at you and your face and you were really traumatized by this and I didn't give you that attention, Right, which was creepy, also kind of cool. I don't know. I wasn't sure how I felt about that. We'll, We'll see what else comes up. I don't yeah, know how I feel yeah, about this. Yeah, the whole Masha Zhao, Delilah love triangle thing here, if that's what we we're calling it, is, is get, certainly taken to a different level in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. We'll get yes. to more of right. that. But yeah. Right. Right. Well, should we, do you want to talk about yeah, it? Yeah. We don't have to talk about it in chronological yeah, order. Yeah, exactly. Order. So, so do, you're talking about Delilah comes to see Masha when she's meditating and she says, I want you to stop 
stop with him and you know Masha's kind of speaking very cryptically she's like do you think he's ready for that adjustment and yeah. I was like I think so and I or or maybe not but you have to do it for him and then Masha says do you think you're ready for that adjustment and I'm like what does that mean I don't know and, and then Delilah kisses her and I, so is it what I got was that Delilah is gonna have to step in and come to Masha's bed is that that's what I got out of I it. I didn't know or I thought maybe there's always been something going on with Masha and Delilah too and now the adjustment is I guess you're saying the same thing the adjustment is now that she's gonna have to relationship do it more. will exactly take more uh center stage and I, I yeah don't I did know. get the sense that it had happened before yeah she says he never knew about it he never will know he's never known about it he never will right but I but I did think, yeah, that she was going to have to step it up, I guess. Yeah. It's like, what? Oh, and it says, you Lord. know, Masha says to her, you came here broken. And now you know, look at you. Like, now you know what you want. So, yeah. yeah except, they, except was that what she wanted? I'm, I was kind of confused. Know. Or, I don't uh, know. Yeah. Don't so know they're that. lovers then. Uh, uh, and then while we're on the Masha's out, Delilah love triangle, then... You see the scene with Delilah and him, and what are they doing? They're like pleasuring oh each my other God. without touching. It was uh, some sort yeah. of like hands over the body. What was that? I don't know. I can't, I had an issue with that. First of all, I had an issue with it because the music did not match the no, situation. Like you're right, and it? I do not focus on the music, but I was like, oh, what is happening? It, right it was now? just so incongruent with what was going on. Which would the music was kind of like peppy, and this was very intimate and strange, and the music was very much not, and not in a good way. Not the way like Liz Feldman does it in Dead to Me, where it's like about murder and it's dark, and yet it's like, come on, get happy or something. You know, it's, right? Exactly. It wasn't a, a tongue in cheek. It felt just very off. I also did not appreciate that scene because I've done some healing work or yeah. Uh, what is yeah, the one where I've done it too, where they hold body the work? Yeah, oh, and there's geez. Reiki. I mean, there's Reiki. so many different. There's so yes. many different kinds. I've never done Reiki, but I've done other body work. Just seemed farcical. It seemed like somebody yes. was like, "Let's just make this scene." And and it's not to say that like all it. I mean, the body work I've had done is it, polarity. It's called. It's very powerful. It's very moving, and I maybe they were trying to show that, but it felt silly. It felt silly and almost I don't. I I wasn't a big fan. I didn't Me know neither. what they were doing. Yeah, and I just it was right after basically she had decided, like as we're she, saying, to kind of be with Masha, and then the next scene is them doing this doing weird that. stuff to each other. Yeah. I don't know. So that love triangle weirdness situation is that's kind of not working for me if we're putting it in the what's working for me what's not working for me it's kind of not working for me either yeah but what is working for me still is francis and tony i can't i'm like yes francis alone tony alone and francis and tony together basically all of that i put under the same umbrella of working for me absolutely so do you want to talk about uh, i I guess the thing that happens at breakfast kind of yes goes so, into that. Yeah. Well, first, I first I'm just going to make note of Napoleon singing one of the oh. most, most oh famous songs ever. 
from Greece, oh, the one that, that I want. I mean, was a it scene was stealer rid- right there. It was a scene stealer, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to go to the fact that this is ridiculous that he's using this song, but that he his performance was so over the top, and the girls were like giggling and like, oh God. You're, this is something that would happen in my house. This is totally something that would happen in my house. My husband would do something like that. So that was something. That but was then great. Because they, they had all, a great moment yeah. of levity. And it was funny. It was very funny to me. Physical, yes. you know, it was great. Yes. Um, a little awkward. But I yes, but point. I think that was the point. Yes. Yeah, he's always yes. a little awkward. He's a little yeah. cringy, no matter what. But this one actually veered towards funny for me. Okay, it was a little too cringy for me, but uh, <laughs> no, I no, I know what you mean. He always yeah. is, and some of them work better than others. This one worked for you; it didn't work for me. But but that is the always the tone that that yeah. Napoleon is is going for, and and certainly with their family. So he hit, hit, going for and hitting, he really yes, has, he's nailed you're, cringy. To you're absolutely right. He hits it every single time, a hundred percent. So then they go to, but they go to breakfast and they're all starting to talk about their weird experiences, their visions, dreams, what hallucinations, what have you. Um, and Napoleon, after his singing, he sings a lot in this episode. He talks about his dream, which was joining the Beatles, being at mm-hmm. Shea Stadium and uh, sold out and it's a big deal for him. But then he says the song that he was singing on stage and how vividly he remembers it and it is something by the Beatles, which Carmel Carmel has a terrible reaction to because that was her wedding song. And then Lars talks about his dream of giving birth and Tony was the father. <laughs> and great. so we're seeing here how their their stuff is really interacting now. Yes. And, right. And something that deep is like happening deep within each person is somehow connected to another person. There's no way that Napoleon could have known that that the song he was singing in his hallucination or dream was Carmel's Carmel's wedding song. And there's no way that Lars would have known that Tony wasn't there for either of his children's birth. And right. so, so that that having him there as the father was so triggering and and also representative of his damage. And so, also Lars's damage, because that's what apparently broke up him and his boyfriend, the issue yes. of whether to have children. So, yeah, but that right. was his own. That's his, that own. Was his own. Yes. Yeah. But how yeah, his yeah. own so, then intersects with one of the other nine strangers yes. is yeah. where this is all kind of getting complicated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that I thought that was interesting. I'm not sure how it's really working. I don't know what's actually going on, but well, I know. I guess it's just getting things to the surface and getting Yeah, but is it being to... orchestrated by Masha? Is that how yes, can you drug think... someone oh. su- such that you sing the song that was the wedding song in the thing that is the hardest thing for Carmel to deal with? And how do you hallucinate to the point of having Tony who's not Lars isn't the closest with Tony is the father of his baby when Tony wasn't there yeah it, it I seemed, think this that's is now part beyond, of the beyond belief kind of this is what this protocol is meant to do maybe that they yeah somehow, I guess that's when it's curating more, the people who come she must but this isn't even curating that this is curating their actual thoughts it's more like inception than it is yeah just hallucinations she's somehow incepting other people's damage into, into part of the right, story because they wouldn't know that yeah yeah 
Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how Those drugs that's are working. really powerful. Yeah, you're right. They're yeah, but it's maybe. also it's not powerful. It's specific, and that's what I'm I'm unsure about. So I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see how that all shakes out. Obviously, I don't think we're supposed to expect uh, to to expect to know what's actually going on in episode five with that. But right. I'm like I, I'm all I'm saying is I'm a I'm a little skeptical. Yeah, no, definitely very specific. So it is we'll very see how specific. It's, what the protocol is uh, is going to add to this. And so Frances has her right. dream. Well, her dream sort of happens yes. right there over her oatmeal. <laughs> right, which we know she comes to the breakfast table very highly drugged. So highly drugged. It's yes. not surprising. But that was very vivid. Were you fooled at all? I was because, fooled. Of course yeah, I was fooled. I, I, was, I mean, yeah. I'm easily fooled, though, as we know. But but they said you had a visitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, it's the guy who, her real-life husband, who, who catfished her, Paul. And they appear to be having a conversation. It turns out, yes, it was a dream. But I realized once he started getting so... Uh, I don't aggressive about how bad her writing was then I was thinking "Hmm, I think this might be in her head Um, this is yeah this this is is getting subconscious this is her subconscious um you know and he's obviously says a lot of stuff about her books your books are gimmicky surface level and she's like you ghosted me because you didn't like my books and he's like no Mm -hmm. one could like your books you can't write a lick it's just then I was like "Ooh, I don't think he came here to uh tell her that so and then you know we see her pass out in in her oatmeal and then get one yeah well first she he apologizes you know yeah this is the reason the check back and yeah exactly gives the money back and says you know he is saying he was truthful and he was really in love with her and that's when it switches and he's like you know in fact I was the one worried that you were the fraud and then we're getting into books yeah yeah we're getting a difference the subconscious of worried that she's a hack and she's never really been good at this and so yeah so so first yeah she gets like her Her redemption, if you will. Yes. Um, yeah. And and I really did love you. And here's your money back. And you're like, oh, look at that. Now she can make peace with that. And then, yeah, then her sub- subconscious turns on her. And uh, and then she falls in her oatmeal. And then when they wake <laughs> her up, it gets like my, I don't know why I did legit laugh out loud at this when she was talking, asked if the oatmeal was Quaker Oats. Because she <laughs> said she lost her virginity to a Quaker. And she's like, it was kind of like that, like soft and mushy. <laughs> Yeah, just like his oatmeal. Just like the oatmeal. Oh yeah, yeah, most McCarthy. I don't know that she. (laughs) She's and then and then it brings us to one of my favorite scenes, and I really do love any scene these two are in. Tony and Francis, just because they—that's where we get some real vulnerability between them. And yeah, and she says, you know, there's a lot of truth to what Paul said about her books. Meaning, even though I understand I'm on some sort of drug-induced hallucination. He's not wrong, the the right. man in my dreams, which is AKA my subconscious. Um, <laughs> and that uh, she says it's she is shallow and she does, they are shallow and she does take whatever the flavor of the moment is, which she said is either ageism, sexism, whatever. And then she shoves some romance into it. Uh, and she says, they're hollow. Maybe I'm hollow. And says, I can't write, you know? And that's, she's really being vulnerable with him and tony i love it i love he's just like you can write i know you can write i read a snippet it was good shit (laughs) for him for him 
thing. That's like, he's really trying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But she's like, doesn't think she is, you know, she's like, yeah, well, you, you might not be able to play football anymore, but I bet you were really something. Meaning Mm -hmm. I never, I wasn't that like, like you had genuine talent and I understand you blew your knee out or whatever, but she's now thinking, I'm not sure I ever even had that talent. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which seems just overly harsh, which, which people can be uh, to themselves. But, but this was such a powerful moment, I thought, because we're at the breakfast table, we're seeing a lot of the ways that each one of each guest is triggering another one and like bring stirring up the shit, bringing up the trauma. And then this was such a sweet moment. They seem to be a little bit more advanced Tony and Francis because this is healing this is maybe they already brought up their trauma in the first few episodes but they're you know which which we saw they they were driving each other crazy and this is we're, we're already getting into a little bit of healing and I thought yes. that was very sweet yeah. and that's probably also why I really do love all the scenes with them and why I think it's working it's not just that I think Melissa McCarthy and Bobby Cannavale are amazing and yeah. clearly have great chemistry but I think you're right. Of all the storylines, this is the one where we're getting to see more. It's more complex. You get more layers. And maybe mm-hmm. it's just the other ones are, are not as advanced yet in, in yeah. terms of the storyline. And maybe they never will be. Maybe maybe the, with all these storylines, one or two have to be more prominent. But I think you're right. That's what I'm, I'm loving with these two. They're, they, they seem to be getting into more real stuff, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then they have another scene. I mean, if we want to finish them off where he gets to be a little more open oh, about yeah. his issues. Um, mm-hmm. And you already, you know, he's talking, he was meditating, which <laughs> she's like, uh, okay. I didn't know you were into that stuff. He's like, I didn't know I was into I love any that of he this. Did. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> yeah, like, like, basically, like, listen, I don't know what's happening here. But, you know, he's off the oxy. He says he's not numbing anymore. And then, as you said before, he explains why Lars's dream really triggered him, which is that he had missed the birth of his younger child because he was high or, you know, he doesn't even know. But Yeah, well, he, did he had a football game. Yes, he, for the first yeah. one. But the second child he was high for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says, I shouldn't have come to this place. And she's like, maybe this is exactly where you need to be. But then, I don't know, then he gets dark. I mean, he's like, every time I close my eyes here, I see every mistake I ever made, all the mm-hmm. stuff I didn't want to see. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure I want any of this, Francis. I'm not I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it to the end of the week, to the end of the day, the end of the year, or whatever. I think that that part about every time I close my eyes, I see everything I don't want to see. I mean, he's really, he's in the thick of it, right? And it's like, I don't I don't think I can do this. I, you know, yeah. which is sort of what she had a couple episodes back um, with Masha. Like, I like I just got to go find a Four Seasons and a Bellini. Like, I can't, it's too <laughs> I much. Check You're right. You're right. She did have that as well. Yeah. Yeah. But what is he saying here? Is she concerned he's going to? commit suicide i mean what are we supposed to believe here yeah it's it's certainly unclear yeah it's unclear it does seem he does seem to suggest something darker than Mm. checking out of tranquilum yeah exactly exactly right like she was gonna go to the four seasons instead no and she says that i'm worried and he just keeps saying you're a good person i i like that they are both the ones that trigger each other like in the earlier episodes and they're also the ones to heal each other which seems to make sense I think in in what I know about relationship but 
I'm not, it's not working as well. And maybe that's an unfair standard because Francis and Tony and Melissa McCarthy and Bobby Cannavale are just, you know, stellar. But the Lars and Carmel yeah. is is happening this is is having the same thing going on, right? She he triggered her and he was very dismissive to her, belittling to her. Uh, you know, she lunged across the table in an earlier episode to choke him. And then they have this like very touching moment of healing between the two of them. Again, the one who triggers you the most is the one who heals you. But I don't, it's just not working as well for me. No. What about you? Yeah. Definitely not. No. I mean, <laughs> they went from, yeah, going at each other's throats. And, and I guess, you're like to your point, that is sort of true for Francis and Tony too. I mean, they started off on a rough start and now have evolved. But there was so much more there as to how we how they got to this point now this one just sort of jumped from like right. lunging across the table to now he's like her confidant and yeah and give her this advice of you know just disassociate there's so many great men out there you're 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 you know, wonderful you're yeah. wonderful you know yeah. and it's like wait what yeah I well mean, they did the line at the end was i thought effective where it's like wow those drugs are really you got some good it's drugs true he's there, like Lars. who am i yeah he's yeah. sort of like who am i it's true i guess that's yes. what you're supposed to believe that they could jump from that to that because of whatever medicine they're on but it didn't it just didn't work as well for me it just didn't I, no you know it, it is no and then them dancing at the end i mean tony and francis dancing at the end I love that, but I don't know what's going on with Lars and Carmel. And Lars has this phone hidden, so yes. uh, you know, and and he's reporting to who I don't know, the mothership or his investment. <laughs> I don't know, but all he says yeah. is she's she's dosing us. Yes, okay. okay. And and he basically says I don't know much more than that, but yeah, that's happening. Yeah, uh, but I'm like I I really liked Lars in this episode. The, yes, the one moment with Lars and Carmel aside that I felt was just a little too you know one-dimensional I'm I, I'm loving in the beginning the Lars and Zoe stuff creeps yes, me out a little bit me now too. there was now always I like it yeah the, because they had made it very clear I'm, I think the age difference kind of creeped me out of course but they had made it clear that that was off the table because he's gay and he's just not interested in, in her at all and that was just that was always off the table but even with that knowing that something weird wouldn't happen that in in a sexual way still I wasn't sure and now I don't know I'm getting it I'm getting it now they're really warming up to me and they're they're in the um cave and they're screaming again as I as they have before and she is pushing him she's saying like what's up with the babies and that's when he tells as as you mentioned that it was what broke up his relationship. His partner wanted to have a baby, but he just couldn't do it. And he kind of tries to brush it off like, oh, it's just hard to be yeah, a kid. Have a kid, have a kid in this world or something. Yes. But then he goes deeper and talks about how his father really did not accept him as being gay. And he, he knew and everyone knew from a pretty young age and how his father had blamed his mother. That was sad. I think that was yeah. that was sad and hard to watch. I totally agree. And the other thing this made me think of is even even in this instance, and in this, I'm sure this is true for a lot of people, where he is now out, he has obviously been in a relationship, yep. but 
and and presumably is 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 much more comfortable with his sexuality yeah. and talking sure. about it and everything. But it doesn't change what what may have happened to him yes. as a child. You know, kids. Oh, yeah. Don't understand. Mm. Even today, you know, it yes. is no, certainly right. more common. But it, it was what he was talking about as a child and being and bullied. And his father. And his father and yeah. all that. So even though he may now be at a place where I think he, he also joked he's been in more psychotherapy than anybody else. Yes. So, so even <laughs> he could he be a be, camp counselor. Exactly. That I love that line. That was a great I line. could be the yes. camp counselor. Yes. <laughs> so he's quote unquote fine now, whatever. But those, that, that happened to him and that that's his experience growing yeah. up and so to bring right. a child into the world is going to bring that up bring all that all over up again, again. Yes. so you know i really liked that, that i did too. part of his storyline too and very and powerful. sharing it with zoe seemed exactly right the two mm-hmm. of them have always seemed to be very comfortable with each other i also felt a little creepy at first even though yeah. you've made it but yeah. now Totally. I mean, and, and she, then she confides in him that the only person at that point that her brother had come to her in this vision and he said, you know, you have to tell your parents or, you know, mm. you, like you should tell someone or, you know, and she's yeah. like, like I have, I just, I have Yeah, you. he said you shouldn't you. have, right, you shouldn't be you alone shouldn't with alone. this. And he, and she's, she said, I'm not. And I'm he not. was like, aw. Yeah, nice. you can see him. He was like, yes. oh, look at that. So I think that was a that that the two of them are definitely working for me. I agree. Yeah. Him and Carmel, not as much, not as much, not as much. Um, and then I guess uh, the only thing we have left is we oh, oh no, no, about Napoleon and Heather or Ben and yeah. Jess. Yes. Okay. Is- so Ben and Jessica are, have been very. The, their storyline has been, I think, the weakest, just yes. least airtime. Most not, not that the content is weak, but that the there's just not a lot, and we get a little bit here, but it's still not a lot. I'm hoping they'll develop a little more, but I guess maybe with so many characters, it's hard to do. But they're obviously getting along well. The intimacy is back in their relationship, which was what was missing. Um, ben kind of blames it on the the lottery money. Kind of so wants does to she give it. kind of she's yeah. like i wish i could give that back i mean clearly the money is we're supposed to understand to have been the where it all went south went because wrong. he even yeah. referenced i guess they were high school sweethearts or he yep. asked her they referenced the first time he asked her out and he was yep. so nervous and you, you do get a little of that and then they're hot tub scenes so yeah they're getting something back here but yeah you're they right, are not a lot of details not a lot of detail and not also just not a ton of change it's like okay they started, I mean, they could have stayed home and got done Molly. It's, that's, that's all this is about. I don't know. You know? <laughs> like, you're right. You're what right. did they come to Tranquillum for? And what are, what are we, you know, looking at them? Like, what what are, what are their storylines going to tell us? We'll see. I don't know. And then there's the ending scene, which was very sweet. It's Zoe's happy birthday. Oh, first, oh, um, Napoleon. Napoleon and Heather jumping off the cliff. I loved this. I am yes. a big cliff jumper. Oh I, God! You gotta be kidding God, me! I, I can't it. even watch it. I can't I love it. even I love watch it. it. I am so, so afraid. I cannot even tell you when they did the the camera over the edge, like yeah, when they yep. looked down. I was like, <gasps> like oh, God. I, I like took a step back as if I was gonna fall. <laughs> I can't <laughs> in even. your house. <laughs> in my house, I was like, oh, <gasps> I was like, move back, move back. Yeah, you're gonna oh, fall. This. Which of course is the point. 
Thank you very right. much. You're supposed to fall over the edge. That's Jump. right. Which makes, and that, oh. that's supposed to make you feel that way. Yeah. So we, Damn. my husband and I went to Hawaii uh, a long time ago before we had kids. And there is a, a, a certain spot and I'm forgetting the name of it. I'm blanking on it. Like seven. No, I don't know what it is, but um, on the, on the road to Hana, which we drove yeah. mm-hmm. uh, on Maui. And there is this place where there's huge cliffs and it's there are many cliffs and many places but this is like the tour the most touristy one it's there's so many people there it's packed and you go and you jump off these this cliff and we did this and he my husband does not like heights and he was like nope I'm good yeah and he stayed down and like had a camera and was taking pictures for me and I was like this is you know I was a little scared I think it's human you got to you're scared but of course that wasn't going to stop me and then once I did it once it's always for me the the only the fear only comes the first time and then I just kept like literally like running back up the mountain jumping off running back Mm -hmm. up and jumping and finally I was like come on just do it I don't know what nerve I had now I find that completely rude and terrible that I forced him to do it but I mean he uh, he seemed I can't let me take that let me walk that back I cannot force my husband to do Anything. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he, is he not... did that of his own free will. You might have pushed no, him a little, but I, you didn't exactly. literally push him off the cliff. No, I did not. So. But the funny thing was, so I stayed down to take a picture of him. And <laughs> this is so terrible. But so he's like standing up there and I see him like struggling, trying to get up the nerve to jump. And and I'm watching him, but also I'm not sure when he's going to go. I don't know what's going to happen. And like, is he going to go? Is he not? And then he jumps and I took a picture, but it was really kind of mid jump. It wasn't a great shot. And as he like jumps into the water and he's swimming towards me, I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. It's fine that I kind of missed the shot because once he does it, he's going to do it a hundred times. never. Nope. Yeah, that's. (laughs) Nope. Done. One and done. That was exactly what he said. (laughs) He actually. He actually did go back up to the top so that I could show, like, I could take a picture of him just kind of standing close yeah, for, to the edge. For posterity. So that, you know, but and also for, like, for a context, right? Like, here's yeah. him in the middle and here's him up at the top. Me, I have, like, 7,000. I have pictures of me leaping up and, you I know. I feel like I've saw these pictures I, on they're on media. Yeah, they're on Facebook. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So I have, you know, a whole series of them. And he was like, um, no. And I was so, I remember that moment so clearly because I was like, that was pretty early in our marriage. And I was like, oh. So he just doesn't feel this way. It's not, I think I always thought like, well, he only thinks this because he's never tried it. And then when he, once he tries it, he'll be hooked. No, no. He was like, no, I did it. And I will never do it again. <laughs> Thank you I mean, very much. And that's how Heather was. I mean, she jumped. Yes. And he was like, let's do it again. And she's she's like, uh, no way. Now, and he, he's on his third time. And she's like, no, no, I'm good. Thank you. And I feel like, and I could be crazy, but... A long time ago now, probably nine years ago at this point, maybe more, we were out in um, Vancouver, um, uh, British Columbia. Oh, my God. And I had to go for this work thing and I did zip lining, but not like little zip lining, like when you go to like an adventure park near your house where it goes from like one pole to the next pole. This was across like hurling yourself across like a cavern, like a mile long, if you ask me. I mean, just really fucking scary yeah 
And I was like, I'm not doing this. Nope, nope, no freaking way. I will turn around and walk back down this mountain. Right. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but for some unknown reason, I also got, I'll say bullied, into hurling myself across. And I might be crazy, but I'm pretty sure you commented on the picture. And I will have to go back and check this after. <laughs> I believe it. Right, but this is a long time ago where we wouldn't have been like texting all the time or something. Right, yes. I mean, right. we've always been friends, but it wouldn't right. have been that that's we right. were in constant. I, so that's why I think I remember. And I think you oh, said so something funny. like, did you love it? Yes. Did you? And and I think my response was, I will never do that again. Yeah. Like, it, I, I'm not kidding. I'm going to go find it. Because I, believe I was it. like but that I, exact moment. And then you had to keep going. Like then there were shorter ones right. to get all the way down. Right. And you I was to- like, oh no. No, no, nope, nope. Like I did that one. <laughs> I and don't ever it. want I'm this done. again. And we yeah. did you? And did you? Did you finish? I did it? do that. I did okay, because you other did the there, li- it was. I know I did there was the no course. way. Probably no way to There's get down. There's really no other way. You could have called yeah. this van. And at that point, I seriously was like, oh my god. I mean, these this one is nothing compared to right. what I did before. But it doesn't get any more fun for me. It doesn't right. make me want to do it anymore. <laughs> See, now I'm certain I only could ask that question because I had. It sounds like that was after I had been to Hawaii and I had had my husband's experience. I mean, that really impacted me enough that I could ask you like did you have something similar to what I do or Ian does like what where do you fall and clearly you were on that that other spectrum of nope that did not unlock something for me it just (laughs) just... did not unlock anything and it just it unlocked the fact that I never wanted to do it again right I mean now you know for 100% certainty (laughs) what you knew before yeah Exactly. But I think Um, you're either one or the other, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I just didn't think that was true. I thought it was simply, I thought you were one or the other. And one was the people who had done it. And one was the people who were too afraid to try it. But once they had tried it, you would absolutely be the person who would do it over and over. That was how I saw the dichotomy, that the binary. I saw it as just people who hadn't done it and because naturally once you do it you will want to do it forever and that is not the case (laughs) that's not the case I understand that now I know and people say and I know people are like oh but it's so exhilarating and oh god didn't didn't you feel so much better alive and And I'm like yeah no I felt as if I was gonna die and I'd never want to return to that (laughs) Well, there you go. And there you go. There is something that, because at the same time, you said felt like I was going to die. I said, didn't you feel alive? And that is the same idea of the love and hate thing that we've also been talking about for Sally Rooney's new novel. The the fine line of like what that, something that makes you feel like you might die makes me feel so incredibly alive, but they're not far apart. They are the same exact feelings. They are just how you've edit, like narrative, narrativized them is like, this is death and it's true but somehow that makes me feel alive which is so interesting yeah. and that's so they, interesting heather and napoleon had these yes. you wanted to keep going and keep going right? yeah they had the exact opposite yes. reactions yes uh, yes so and then so that was cool that was fun to watch that was really fun for me to watch just because i have good memories around that and i love doing stuff like that so when did you go to hawaii do you remember what year i i don't remember what year but it was it was pretty early in our marriage and well before we had kids so okay just because i just figured out when we my zipline stories Uh, it was 2012 so the summer of 2012 so i feel like maybe yeah no mine was definitely before that because i had had yeah yeah that's what i'm saying though so yeah you would have already had your hawaii experience yeah 
And I yeah. knew. No, I'm, I was certain of that even without knowing the date. I couldn't have asked that question before yeah. that moment in Hawaii. I just couldn't have asked it. I wouldn't, it would not have occurred to me that you could do something and at the end not want to do it again. I, it would never, it just would not have occurred to me. I, it is so strong oh, in me. yeah. And I that feel like feeling. it happens to me all the time. I'm trying to think of other examples, but I, I just can't right now. But and basically yeah. anything that's... Um, what's the word like exhilarating or thrilling yeah. I mean I'm pretty much like I'm good yeah yeah <laughs> I know I love it I, I do and I have different children when it comes to that and like yes you know one is so far over on the daredevil scale that mm-hmm. I cannot and I know I shouldn't repress it and I shouldn't put my fears on him no but I, but I'm not. I know but then I'm just like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Like it's, and he would jump off the fucking cliff. No doubt. Oh yeah. No doubt. Oh yeah. But the, and then I have one who's the same as me or worse, who like yeah. literally won't even go like, you know, on a baby roller coaster <laughs> right. or whatever. Oh, so oh. I know extremes, man. That is funny. That's funny. All right. Well, but back to the Marconis, the end is Zoe's birthday party and Yes. everyone is celebrating and she is now getting dosed as well she's having a glass of champagne plus whatever they're putting in smoothies or what have you and she gives a really really beautiful toast mm. for her birthday and she says you know you all have made me feel like a person and that's not something i felt in the past three years i've been looked at as a patient definitely a victim but not a person. And you have all done that for me. And she, it's very sweet. It's and, so sweet. And then yes. she's like, now I've got all you weirdos, which is so yes. very cute and funny. Which, yes. And also, I, you know, that is exactly what happens when you go on something like this. Now, I mm-hmm. haven't been on one, a wellness retreat, but I've certainly been on writing retreats. And by the end, when you're, I mean, this isn't the end of theirs, but, but, it's her, just her birthday but you do get sentimental you feel like you've really bonded with these people you know all you weirdos is exactly how it feels and we weren't even being dosed no drugs no yeah and just yeah. how you feel at the end of those things and so I thought it I thought it rang true on many levels and I, I really enjoyed that but then we have the weird moment <clears throat> at the end when yes. Zoe sees her brother again um she's having some sort of hallucination he's got a little piece of cake and blowing out a candle but masha sees it and he sees oh we don't know if she she sees sees. her seeing what she yes you know what i mean yeah exactly we see her uh masha recognizes that that zoe is having some sort of experience but she seems to be suggesting that she's bringing zach here somehow and that she says, Masha says to Zoe, you're the key. Yeah, you're He's the here. key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that is. I'm very interested to find out where that's yes. going. That, I was like, hmm. Uh, unlike yes. the Inception type say, of stuff. Yeah, this one worked oh, for me. I'm, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, unlike some of the quote unquote cliffhanger endings, they've had a few that I've mm. just, you remember what was the last one like about it's dying? It's good to die. Uh, yeah. It's good to die. And we were like, what the hell Vague. does that mean? Or the one before when she was like, are you drugging us? Yes. I mean, there's been a couple one liners, cliffhangers, whatever you want to call work. them, to right. end these that did not work. This one, I agree with you. I was like, ooh, what is yeah. Zoe the key to? And what is happening? 
Yeah. So I liked this one uh, definitely better than than some of the prior endings. I was I was into it. Yeah, uh, it was a good. It was a satisfying cliffhanger, which is very hard to do. And this yeah, because they're trying to do me. them at the end of every one of these. Yeah, um, not just to, the yeah to click to the next, but you can't click to the next. I know. Well, eventually you will. Eventually, though, yeah, right. Yeah, and we know lots of people binge after after the fact, so or after they've all been released. So, so yeah. I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more. I'm in. I s- I, I am in. I saw a tweet yesterday that I thought you think was funny that someone said, I'm, this never happens to me and I'm breaking my rules, but I'm going to buy Leanne Moriarty's Nine Perfect Strangers because I watch, because I'm watching the show. Uh, <laughs> you know, see? we were talking yeah. about some people uh-huh. don't wait. like to go read a book after they, or they want to wait or they, or they read the book and then they don't want to see the show or whatever. But, but this person is like, I'm breaking my rules and I'm going to get the book. So, yeah, I do happened. find like that happens more and more. I guess that's why they have the tie-in covers too, right? Yes. When they change to have some sort of image of the show or the movie on the cover of the book, which I don't like. But but no. it does seem to be a thing that people will watch it and then want. Because the book almost always has more. Whether it's different or not, it almost always has more. There's just usually more content there than you can get in something visual. There's more thought um, more feeling, more of the stuff that you can't put on a screen. And so, right. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're in. How many do we have? How many episodes? I think there's there? three left. I think there's okay. eight total. So six, okay. seven, eight. We'll All be back. Right. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at Pop underscore women. For more coverage of the women you love or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, Go to popfictionwomen.com and keep it complicated.